0: And joining us this morning in the stress list from Bend, Parks, and Rec, we have Julie Brown. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. Thank you for coming in, fighting your way through the smoke. Now, we're going to start out with that. Uh, How does the air quality and smoke impact the programs and facilities at Bend, Parks, and Rec?
1: You know, like everybody else, we are definitely impacted by the air quality issues that we've been having for the past several weeks. Um, You know, we have a policy in place that pretty much means that we're going to have some impacts anytime we have an air quality index of over 150. Um, Our first choice usually is going to be to try and relocate some of those outdoor activities to an indoor space if possible. That's been something that has been pretty successful with some of our summer camps. But obviously we got a lot of things that happen outdoors that maybe we can't do anything about. And so that's when the air quality index of 200 really comes into play, you know, for Example, our outdoor pools at Juniper Swim and Fitness Center will be closed if it's above 200, but in that 150 to 200 range, which tends to be where we have been more consistently over the last several weeks, we're trying to make some modifications You know, for kids in particular, their systems are even more sensitive than adults typically to air situations. So we want to do what we can to limit duration and maybe change the exertion level. So that's what we've been doing in a lot of our camps. And we've also been looking for where could we go for a field trip to maybe get out of the air air condition. So sometimes that has worked to our favor and maybe we could pop up to Prineville or Madras and and be able to get some some different air quality. So, you know, we're trying to make the best decisions that we can based on the air quality at the time, but I would definitely recommend that people need to take a quick check of email and look at our website before you leave home. We're trying to make those decisions as quickly as we can, but as the air is kind of shifting and moving around, sometimes it's pretty last minute that we're making those decisions. So, you know, I appreciate everybody's patience. We just got to get through this situation until the fires can get under control and and maybe we can get some some
0: rain so somebody's clicking refresh on the air quality index website every every 10 minutes or so to see that's the way it's going Uh, and on
1: the other end of that for updating the website that's me starting very early in the morning (laughs) until uh late in the evening
0: Now, uh, as you mentioned, getting into fall here, uh, lots of fall sports, kids getting signed up for this. Tell me about some of those numbers. Oh,
1: my gosh, yes. You know, our fall sports are always really big numbers that we have, and this year is no different. We have more than 2,800 kids playing on soccer teams. So that's, you know, more than 220 soccer teams. Flag football is also really big. We've got 75 teams of that. So uh, when you add all of those leagues together, we have almost – Um, 500 volunteer sports coaches and we've got about 80 paid officials that we need so it's a it's a Big lift in order to make um all of those fall sports happen. And so, you know, a lot of those teams are coaches were picking up but their bags of soccer balls and jerseys and things last week. So all of those practices are are trying to get started here. So if the air air quality can cooperate, then those are gonna be starting soon. But we're also really encouraging coaches to keep an eye on that air quality number. They know kind of where we want it to be for making those decisions. And fingers crossed we we can get some practices going soon.
0: And you mentioned uh, getting the officials as well. The third members of, of any sports teams, uh, the, the the officials, and and, and getting uh, more help for those or getting getting more officials in, I should say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- the sports officials are so important. And, and you know, at all levels, we're, we're struggling to have enough officials. I'm, I'm a, a parent of, of a high school student, and I have um, been paying extra attention to thanking the officials when they're there because it, they're so important in order to make sports happen. You You know, for our younger kids, it's very recreational and it's developmental. So for us, you know, we work really hard at trying to get all of those paid positions filled. If we can't, we may ask for some volunteers and maybe tap some parents on the sidelines just because we really don't want to be in a position of canceling a sporting event. And I know that those officials are so desperately needed at those, you know, higher level and and higher ages of competition. So, you know, anything that we can do to get officials is important.
0: We're in with Julie Brown from Ben Parks and Rec. And uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, Juniper Swim and Fitness Center, paying attention to uh, the air quality index. Also some maintenance coming up at the pool.
1: Yeah, you know typically right around Labor Day we will have an annual maintenance period of time and we're getting ready to kick that off at Juniper Swim and Fitness Center. So from September 3rd to the 15th, the indoor pools are going to be um, closed for just some deep cleaning and some routine maintenance. You know that pool has been around for decades and so, we got to work pretty hard to uh, make sure that it uh, can last as, as long as possible. So, we're going to be working on the indoor pool. We're also going to be replacing some flooring in both of the lobbies. So, there'll be some um, disruption to the lobby areas. That's going to be kind of a phase project. But, you know, fitness classes and access to the Olympic pool, the, the outdoor pool, will be not impacted by, by this uh, maintenance period.
0: And then lastly, Julie, this is pretty exciting. The Deschutes River Ta- Trail, a new project with, uh, it just opened last week. Is that right?
1: Yeah. You know, the the Deschutes River Trail, we have big goals of being able to connect it all the way through town. And one of the areas right in the heart of the community still needed a lot of work. And so um, we, for the past several months, have been working on, a project at Drake Park that also connects to Pioneer Park and so the stretch of the Deschutes River Trail from Pioneer Park to Drake Park just kind of had its opening just about a week ago so people are slowly discovering it it is pretty cool it is a um, it's a nice trail that includes a boardwalk section that actually goes under Newport Avenue so Pioneer Park now has some parking available so for folks who want to have a, um, a, a longer trip on the Deschutes River Trail, that's open and ready to go. We're not completely finished with the whole Drake Park project. We're still working on um, some, uh, some staircase and some other areas. So you'll see some areas at Drake Park that are still a little blocked off, but for the most part, we're getting really close to being completed with that entire project.
0: And, uh, and overall, uh, projects, uh, moving along, uh, pretty quickly here and, and, and getting still some nice weather, hopefully for into the fall to, uh, to have this.
1: Absolutely. I mean, nothing is better than Drake park in the fall. So I think the timing is going to be perfect for wrapping this up and people will enjoy it.
0: Uh, one other thing, uh, Julie, I, I wanted to talk about uh, um, a couple of weeks ago that that lantern uh, oh, um, mm-hmm. festival uh, in in the river. Uh, are, we're all cleaned up from that now, and and what what, what was the what was the outcome uh, with uh, with the lantern festival, yeah. folks? Yeah,
1: <clears throat> you know that it's we make our park spaces available for other people when they want to do an event. And so we have an application process and we require a site map and the plans and all of those things. And so we had worked with the the event organizers. They were from out of the area and they wanted to try something new and different. And, you know, we their plans looked like it was going to work. What I think ended up happening was they underestimated the current in the Deschutes River. And so their plan A and their plan B both kind of failed a little bit. And then there were the LED lights from their lanterns that ended up kind of um, being in the river as debris. I'm really thankful that this community cares so much about the river. So Lutte de Deschutes and other, you know, locals who felt really strongly about wanting to have a clean river jumped into action and within just a couple of days cleaned it all up. So um, I think the event organizer very much appreciated the the efforts that were made. We certainly do, you know, we're, we're trying to be good stewards of the river all the time. And I think we will learn from this as well on, um, you know, some some additional steps to our process when somebody wants to put on an event
0: i thought that was really cool that, that so many people stepped up and were like hey we've got to clean this up we, and they just did it it was just it's, it's protective of the rivers in, in a way
1: yeah yeah especially right after we had our annual river cleanup event <laughs> right. so everybody kind of had it top of mind anyway and it, Absolutely. it came together it was nice
0: very good julie brown from ben parks and recreation thank you so much for coming in thank you it's your town on the kbnd morning news